You're listening to Life Church Podcast with Pastor David Singraven. Yeah. Paul's been through more suffering than probably most of us in this room put together. At one point, he rants about this in 2 Corinthians 11. I'll just read you kind of his rant. You know, just because he's the Apostle Paul doesn't mean he never went on a rant. And uh, he, he talks about, he says in, in 2 Corinthians 11, with far greater labors, far more imprisonments, with countless beatings, and often near death, five times I received at the hand of the Jews the 40 lashes less one. You see the passing of the Christ? That's, that's what he went through. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. You're not supposed to live through that. Three times I was shipwrecked. A night and a day I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from robbers, danger from my own people, danger from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers. He was in danger. In toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night, in hunger and thirst, often without food, in cold and exposure, and apart from other things, there is the daily pressure on me of my anxiety for all the churches. Now, what he didn't add was that he was also bitten by a snake. I think that should be at the top of the list. You know? But he was bitten by a snake one time. I don't know how bad your week was, but it probably wasn't this. Okay? Paul says, look, I, I've been through it. I know what it's like to suffer, and guess what? I've learned the secret of being content even in these circumstances. Even in the nastiest of circumstances. I'm out in a piece of driftwood in the middle of the sea, and somehow he's still got contentment. And keep in mind, he was on business for the Lord. He was on mission for the Lord. If, if the Lord sent you on mission and all this stuff happened to you, you'd be like, what in the world are you thinking? I'm supposed to be doing your work? Here I am in the middle of the sea for the third time? I mean, getting shipwrecked once is bad. He's the third time, beaten with rods, you know, whipped, stoned, and you live? You talk about bad luck, getting stoned and you live. And Paul says, I've learned the secret to being content, even in this. So what is it? What's the secret? What gave him the ability in good times or in bad to have the position of his heart unmoved? What gave him the ability to just, I'm content in any and every circumstance, good or bad? What's that thing that, what's that secret that's going to give you the ability to be content? Whether you land that job that is your dream job, you couldn't imagine a better job and it's got the salary to go with it, or whether you get your third no in the interview. You know, what's that thing that's going to hold you on those days where your kids act like they've been you know, taken care of by Mary Poppins? They're just practically perfect in every way. Or whether they're up for sale this week. You know, honestly, they're just up for sale. They're just, I'm done. I've had it with it. What's going to keep your heart in the same position? Well, Paul says the secret is in verse 13. This famous verse, we all know it. We all have it on t-shirts, coffee mugs. I could do all things through him who strengthens me. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Paul had the strength to be content no matter what because of the one who gave him strength to be content. It was because of Christ. It was because of the God he knew through Jesus Christ. We could sum it up this way. The secret to contentment is this. This is how I want you to remember it. This is the secret. Contentment is not found in a circumstance. It's found in a person. It's found in knowing Jesus Christ. 
This is why Paul could say just a little bit earlier in chapter 3 that he had lost all things and considered them rubbish even, considered them garbage even, compared to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus as Lord. He'd given up everything and just said, oh, that's garbage compared to knowing Christ because Christ was his ultimate treasure. So he could say, look, good things, awesome things, incredible things, fame and notoriety and praise, all that stuff can come into my life, but that's not my treasure. So the position of my heart is unmoved. Those things are nice. Bring them on in. Yeah, bring that gift in, man. I'll take that. But that's not changing the position of my heart because my treasure is Jesus. And I can go through the shipwrecks and I can go through the beatings and I can take a lash with the best of them. I, you, I can lose things. I mean, that's what suffering is, right? It's the losing of things. You lose your wealth. You lose family members, loved ones. You lose um, your health. And Paul had lost those things. He lost time. He lost, uh, he, he lost even, uh, he was slandered. So he lost some of his reputation. So I, I can lose things, but they can never take Jesus from me. He can't be taken from me, so I can't lose my greatest treasure. So I have the ability to be content because my contentment is in him. And you see, friends, until you understand that you were made for God, made to be in relationship with him through his son, Jesus, you'll never find contentment. That's what you were built for. That's your design. Uh, my kids love this devotional we have. It's called Thoughts to Make Your Heart Sing. And in there, there's all sorts of devotionals that Sally Lloyd-Jones got from different preachers throughout the years. And one of them is, is centered around a car. And the car's at this gas station, and it asks, what would happen if you put something different than gasoline in a car? And it throws out a couple things, like what if you, you know, what if you put spaghetti in a car or whatever? And, and then my kids love the hypotheticals. And they're like, well, wait, Dad, what if you put chocolate milk in a car? What if you put rabbit food in a car? I'm like, yeah, what if you did that? And, and we kind of keep going. What if you put tree bark in a car? Okay, enough with the hypotheticals. Anyway, the point of the whole story is if you put anything in the car besides gasoline, will it work? And they're like, no. Same thing is true with us. If you were built for your life to orbit around God, you were built for God, then anything else at the center of your life will utterly destroy your life. You won't be able to find contentment. If that's true, that you were built for God, then you will always be off kilter if anything else is at the center. Anything besides God. That's why St. Augustine famously said, our hearts are restless until they rest in thee, O Lord. We, we just keep searching from one thing to the next. Uh, in modern literature, uh, you know, if you go to the self-help section at Barnes & Noble's, the, a lot of the stuff, chicken noodle soup for the soul, whatever, will describe your soul kind of as a pond. And that, you know, when, when you're chaotic and when you're, you're busy thinking and going and stuff, your, your pond is kind of rippled. And so you need to meditate and stop and think and clear and take a bath or take a walk or do whatever, and then your pond gets calm. And see, the Bible doesn't describe our souls like that at all. The Bible, over and over, it kind of describes our souls as, as open arms, empty arms, just grasping for more. Just grasping for more, just for anything that will satisfy us. And over and over, the Bible teaches us that nothing can do that but God. You're built for him. It's your design. That's who you were made for, and until you come home to him, you won't be able to find contentment. The secret, friends, to contentment is that contentment is not found in a circumstance, but a person. This is why Corey Ten Boom said, you will never know that Jesus is all you need 
until Jesus is all you have. See, Corey learned the secret of contentment, and it wasn't easy for her either. She survived a Nazi prison camp as a Dutch woman who had hid Jews. And in the camp, she saw her best friend, her sister, killed. In the camp, she lost her health and nearly lost her life, but she didn't lose Jesus. The Nazis could take everything in her life, her, her health, her wealth, her family members, her freedom, but they could never take her greatest treasure, Jesus Christ. So she couldn't lose her greatest treasure, and therefore she couldn't lose her ability to be content because Jesus was all she really needed. Did she love her family members and want them? Absolutely. Did she want her old life back? Absolutely. But she knew if she had Jesus, she could make it. For some of you, this may come as a disappointment. That your favorite verse, ah, you ruined my favorite verse, Pastor Day. Your favorite verse doesn't mean what you thought it meant. Because let's face it, growing up, we kind of treat it like a superhero verse. Like, all right, kids, let's gather around, get in a huddle. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Let's go beat the, you know, whatever team they are, the camels. Let's go beat the camels and, and let's take them down because we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And listen, we all know that that just isn't true. Otherwise, every Christian team would always win. Because Christ is strengthening them. So then you'd have the problem of, okay, which team has the most Christians, the most people praying for Christ to strengthen them? That team would win. If you have equal number of Christians on the team, there would have to be a tie because Christ is equally strengthening them. No Christian would ever fail at anything. No Christian would ever bomb blow the test or, or bomb that job because Christ is strengthening them. So we know that's not what Paul is saying. He's not saying you're a superhero now that you're a Christian because Christ is strengthening you. Right? That is not the context. The context here is that whatever you're going through, good or bad, whether you, you ace the test or you take home another C minus, you know, whether, whether you, you get the date or you get no call back, on your good days and on your bad days, you can be content because of Christ who strengthens you. And Christ can give you that contentment because he himself is what you really need. He himself is what you really need to be content. See, Paul's formula goes like this. If you're a math person, formula person, everything minus Christ equals nothing and no contentment. All right? And nothing plus Christ equals everything. Complete contentment. That's Paul's formula. You know, speaking of how this verse is typically used and understood, I mentioned in the intro, this is Steph Curry's kind of life verse. And I love Steph Curry. I, I just, just so much fun watching this guy play basketball. Amazing what he's been able to accomplish as a small guard in the big NBA league. You know, two-time MVP, a championship last year. Um, and, and he's done it as an outspoken Christian. But this year, I believe Steph Curry learned uh, a little bit more about what his favorite verse, Philippians 4.13, really means. So Britt's prepared a, a short video for us. Let's check this out.
yes, I can do all things. Emphasis on the all, uh, meaning going through good times and bad. See, I think Steph probably thought going into this year, and, and maybe we all thought that, just watching uh, how his star had continued to rise. I think he thought that his verse meant he would just continue to set new records and he would just continue to break everything that we had ever thought was possible because of Christ strengthening him. And then, you know, this year, when everything fell apart at the worst possible time, I think he got closer to learning the secret found in his favorite verse. That the power that Paul's talking about here, the power that Christ is wanting to give him, is not, not necessarily the power to do whatever he can, ever wants to do in the game of basketball. Uh, the power that Christ is wanting to give him is not the power to, to become the best player ever in history, but the power to be content, whether he's the biggest hero or the greatest goat, whether he wins the MVP or he's the third runner-up, whether he uh, hits the game-winning shot or loses from being up 3-1, the first time in history. He wants the position of his heart to be unmoved in either of those circumstances because win or lose, what has he got? He's got Jesus, right? Sure, it's nicer to win. It's nicer to win, but that isn't going to satisfy him. It never has with any athlete. I mean, Tom Brady famously said after winning his third Super Bowl, I just thought it would be more. I thought it would be different than this. It doesn't mean anything. Give it a thousand years. Everybody will forget about that. And likewise, facing the harshest criticism, sometime somebody's going to forget about that too. What won't be forgotten is his relationship with Jesus I'm hoping that Steph learned something this year about contentment, that contentment is not found in a circumstance but in a person. And I'm hoping we're learning that too. I'm not sure where this sermon finds you today. Maybe you're in that select category of people that you feel like you've pretty much arrived at most of your life goals. You've, you've kind of reached them. You kinda made, you've made the money, you've got the lifestyle, you, whatever, whatever you set out to do, you've done and accomplished. And maybe you're sitting here today and you're like, yeah, I do feel that ache still, Pastor Dave. And Paul's saying, good. You should. That's normal. Run to Jesus with that ache. Contentment is never found in a circumstance. It's always found in a person. Uh, Maybe you're here today and you're chasing uh, a scenario, a circumstance. You're saying, I've got to have this. If I can just get there and you're pushing towards it and you're saying, that's my goal. Once I reach that goal, then I'll finally be there. Once I marry that person, once I, I get that job, once I land that promotion, once I hit that salary mark, once uh, my kids are this way or have these amount, this amount of kids or whatever, whatever it is for you. And Paul's saying, no, 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 please don't do that. That's a losing game. That's a losing game. Uh, he's saying, before you put in all that effort, look, it's fine to go after your goals. Go get it. Go land that job. Go crush that salary. You know, it's fine. But don't expect that to content you. Paul's saying, don't expect that to content you. It's never going to work. You were built for God. Contentment's never found in a circumstance. It's always found in a person. And finally, maybe you're here today and you're suffering. You're struggling. Maybe you're suffering physically from pain or emotionally or relationally. You've got tension or psychologically you're suffering. And you're sitting here saying, it is so hard, Pastor Dave, for me to be content in this place. It's just so painful. And I'm telling you, look, Paul understands that. And Paul's not saying, hey, just, 
just rejoice because your suffering's awesome. No, he's not, he never said the beatings were awesome. He never said uh, being flogged and being shipwrecked, that was awesome, guys. Uh, you don't, I mean, it looks bad, but it was actually really fun. No, it, it was terrible. And there's nothing wrong with saying the suffering sucks. But, but what Paul's saying is, could you just turn two clicks towards Jesus? In the midst of the pain, in the midst of the suffering, he gets it, he's coming to do away with suffering forever. And could you say, look, this is tough, but I know the one thing I can't lose is you, is Jesus. Lock eyes with him and, and, and come to the belief that contentment is never found in a circumstance. It's always found in a person, and his name is Jesus. Friends, this takes time. It's not going to happen overnight for you, but my prayer is that we, like the Apostle Paul, would take would make the effort to learn this secret and that you would preach to yourself. Week in and week out, year in and year out, you say, no, you know, talk to your wandering heart. Say, no, it's not going to be found there. I can't be content in that. That's not going to satisfy me. Only Jesus can do that. Paul had many experiences that helped him learn that contentment is not found in a circumstance, it's found in a person. I pray that that would be our story as well, that we would find all of our contentment in him. Amen? Let's pray. Our Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you for this reminder from the Apostle Paul that we can be content in any and every circumstance because of Jesus. Because Jesus is our greatest treasure There can be nothing that can enter our lives greater or more important than Jesus. And because Jesus can't be taken from us. No matter what we suffer, we can never lose Jesus. He's he's ours and we are his. And so we thank you for that today, Lord. I pray that you would minister to whoever needs ministering in these ways and that you would give us the ability to root our contentment in you. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.